2: Pure Talk believes
1: in American values, and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com/jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com/jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a a Less Lethal Pistol. That's Burna, B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount. What if you have no choice? We're going to talk about the most dangerous label people can possibly have. We're going to talk about fighting. How long you should, if you should, if you shouldn't. We're going to talk about Brand new coronavirus lockdowns today. But first, let us go to, and this is difficult to say because it will depend on your own fears, the things that keep you up at night, the kind of things you can't even watch movies about them because it's just too much. You can't handle it. Everyone has something like that. For me, what we're going to talk about today is the worst place in the history of the world. In the history of the world, if you could make me have a list of the places I least want to be, place and time, this would be number one for me because it goes directly at One or more of my own particular fears. Should be noted, I'm not alone. The men who were there almost all used the word hell to describe it. It has been suggested, not by me, this is not my theory, but it has been suggested. You remember Mordor from Lord of the Rings? Lava, craters, frightening that it was created in part because its author fought in this very same war. I'm talking about a place called Verdun. Now, I will get to why this particular place is extra frightening for me in just a few. But let's go back. Let's do a brief World War One setup here. And then we'll get all the way to Verdun. Keep in mind, we have Michael Malice, second hour today. That's going to be really good. We have John Phillips in the third hour. He is a Southern Californian. And I'll be honest with you, John is a friend of mine. And when I was setting up having him on, I thought about asking him. And I thought, no, I'm going to save this for the audience. Because I really want to know. I'm going to ask him on the air. Why do you choose to live in California? I have lived everywhere. Remember, I moved to Texas on purpose so I could be with people who have my values, and it is better than I thought it could be. All right, Verdun. World War One. I'm not going to go into all the kickoff because I, I just won't have time to get to all of Verdun today, but it was a war of Alliances bringing everybody down. Austria-Hungary has a big problem with Serbia. A Serb kills Austria-Hungary's leader. Austria-Hungary loses their minds and says, Serbia, you're going down. Serbia says, "Uh uh-oh, we're in trouble. We can't take them. Hey, Russia, are you going to let them talk to us like this? Russia steps in and says, No, I don't think we will. Back off, Austria Hungary. Austria Hungary looks to Germany and says, Are you going to let these Russians talk to us like this? And, And Germany says, No, I don't think I will. And off we go. But part of off we go is France. Remember, we like to make fun of France. We like to make fun of French people as we should. We are Americans. However, A lot of that stuff is overblown. A lot of that stuff is from World War II where they really embarrassed themselves. But do you know why France embarrassed themselves in World War II? They embarrassed themselves in World War II because they were mentally shattered from World War I. And so would you be. World War I. Yes, it's a world war. It took place on different fronts. There was an eastern front, you know, there was a southern front. There yes, it's all true, but World War 1 took place in France. The western front of World War 1 was in France on their monuments, on their landscape with carnage like you cannot possibly believe. Germany as part of this kick off to this war, invades France, almost, I mean, come decently close to succeeding in the beginning, but the French managed to dig in, hold the line. This is 1914. Now we're dug in. We're going to forget about the other fronts really for today. The Western front is just what you'd picture in World War I. Trenches, artillery, machine gun, Men dying by the tens of thousands, complete carnage, and nations are breaking. Nations are pouring all their resources into the war. France, Germany, Britain, Austria Hungary, who was utterly useless during the war, Russia, that this war, remember, this war would break Russia. The difference between Russia and the Communist Soviet Union is World War I. It broke, it broke them in two. But 1914 ends, everyone's dug in. The British and the French, the French decide, because nobody knows. We, when we look back on wars, battles, anything in history, they always say hindsight's 2020, and that's obviously true, but one of the things people don't take into account is Looking back on it, we know when it's going to end. We know how long it's going to last. We look at 1915 and World War I, and we say to ourselves, man, they still have a long slog ahead of them. At the time, they don't know that. They don't know that. They're trying to get this thing wrapped up. A four-year war with 10 million dead. Who would even consider something like that at the time? France? And Britain join forces, the Allies. Remember, we're not in this war yet. America did not come in this war until later. Britain and France joined forces, and they do a couple of offensives against Germany, trying to break the Germans in 1915. It doesn't go very well. The Germans know how to dig in a defense. The German military is probably the best military in the world, maybe in the history of the world at this time. Germany slaps them around. Now you're France. Now you're Britain. Now you've lost, t- lost tons of dudes. You have a failed offensive. And 1915 had other stuff going well for Germany, too. They went down south, crushed Serbia. They are crushing the Russians in the east. Russia was so inhumanly bad in this war. And Germany was so good and so advanced and their commanders were incredible. Germany just dominated. 1915 was Germany's year. And at the end of 1915, the Germans decide now's the time for a knockout blow. We're all dug in here. They just tried to knock us out. They could, they couldn't, they're hurting. They've lost men. They've lost resources. Russia is pushed back. Russia's on their heels. Serbia's gone, let's try to knock France out of the war again, then we can only focus on Britain. Well, the question is, that look, that that sounds nice in concept. That that would be like something you're, if you have an idiot boss or bosses, they'd come up with in a meeting some vague concept that doesn't sound like anything, but when you ask for specifics, they can't get you an answer. You ever run into that? All right, we're going to continue talking about Verdun and the most dangerous label in the world. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Soon. Natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, these things are known to alleviate issues like anxiety, headaches, joint pain, sleeplessness. And think for a moment. Just take a moment and think about all the man-made chemicals you put in your body. Preservatives. You take a, a blood pressure pill every day. What do you put man-made in your body? A lot of things. Don't you think we should all be searching for more natural solutions out there? I do. I fail sometimes, but I'm trying. That's why I choose CBD. And I'm not an expert on the CBD industry. I don't know what the quality brands are. Doctors Trusted CBD does. They researched all of them. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics. Go. Go to doctorstrustedcbd.com today. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you free shipping and 10% off. Fighting an election. What long-term good are we doing or long-term bad? We're going to have a tough conversation here in just a few. Remember, we have Michael Malice next hour. I want to know what he thinks about armed protesters showing up at a politician's home. But World War One, Germany, 1916. Germany wants to knock France out. They want to knock France out. You can't just say things like, let's knock them out. I hate when people do that. What does that mean? How? How do we knock them out when they're all dug in? Well, Germany has an idea. You say France is all dug in along the front. All the places they think Germany wants to go. But there is an area, I don't want to say undefended, that's not fair, there's an area of virtually no strategic value at all to the Germans or the French, so it's not that well defended. When I say not that well defended, it makes it sound like there's one Cub Scout out there with with a rifle, there are 30,000 French troops there, but... This is a place called Verdun. Verdun is a town, a city in France, and it is not strategically valuable for what Germany wants. However, this is a place, I'm trying to figure out a best way to describe this to an American. This is a place of historical significance to France. Historical. The best, uh, the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty would be probably the best I could come to as far as, what would you feel like if you woke up this morning and found out the Chinese army had occupied the Statue of Liberty? Now, you don't care strategically, right? What, okay, what are you getting out of the Statue of Liberty? But there's something symbolic about that. No, no, no. That's our Statue of Liberty. Get those dirty commie Chinese scum out. You would feel that. That is, Multiply that times 10 for France. This is a place France has loved since the 800s. Historic cathedrals, landmarks. And Germany knows it. And Germany has a plan. You see, they've been building up mass tons of artillery and artillery shells. They've been building... Train lines, building railway lines and train stations. I don't mean one. I mean 10 of them. Germany is constructing an entire new transportation system specifically for this battle. Their plan is simply this. Let's go blow the French out of Verdun. We will make it so horrible that we will either kill them all or they su- they'll surrender. Then France, because it's France, their pride will be so wounded they will try to come take it back. And Germany's plan was, and I quote, this is a quote from their commander, Falkenheim, His quote was, "We're going to bleed the French, the French army white. The plan was simply kill. This was it's very rare. You get something like that, a battle just to kill men. Now, killing men, sadly, is part of every battle. This was specifically designed only to kill men. They wanted to murder so many French, French troops that France eventually just waves the white flag and says, no, please, we're done. They haul up the artillery. They actually managed to conceal most of the artillery. The the, the German army is so advanced during this war, so much better than so many others when it comes to camouflage and things like that. They bring in the artillery and proceed to launch the worst artillery barrage in the history of mankind. Now, I have attempted to do the best I can to explain this before what one artillery shell going off is like. I know I have listeners who have experienced it. I have experienced it. The best way I can describe it is this. If there was no shrapnel at all, no explosion, no deadly shrapnel at all, it is disconcerting, and you have to take a second when you are in the presence of a shell that lands. It is one of those... (gasps) kind of takes your breath away moments. I, that 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 sound effect is the best I could do. That's what it's like. Now take that sound effect, add in eardrum shattering noise and add in jagged steel flying in every different direction. It is disorienting, it is terrifying. It it, it's, it creates new shrapnel out of rocks it lands on, trees it lands on, buildings. We'll get to that. It is awful. Germany simply had a plan to blow the French out using over 2 million artillery shells. That number is so big, your human mind cannot comprehend it. And they do. Now, when I say Verdun, Verdun is a city, but there are French forts around Verdun. But when you use the word fort, people get an image in their head that is inaccurate. You know what you picture. Tall walls, cannons on top, that kind of a thing. No, they have modernized forts in this era where the forts are... If you're looking at them from above, it looks like a big concrete pad. Now, they're elevated in spots, but it's a big concrete pad with these huge steel dome turrets on them where they can put artillery pieces, they can put machine guns, but the forts are mainly underground now. They are reinforced concrete, all of them. They are the most modern things in the world, and France had something like 80 of these forts around Verdun. They had one main one, which we'll get to in a second. But they had these forts everywhere. However, something had happened at the beginning of World War I that shook the world to its knees. Germany goes storming through Belgium. Belgium is not a big country at all, obviously. Not then, not now. But Belgium did have extremely modern forts, like I'm talking about, basically underground, reinforced concrete, impregnable. Germany brings in their gigantic artillery, which is new, and simply turns those forts into dust. You see, the reason you don't really know about forts anymore is forts don't do any good. They can just drop rounds inside of them. And imagine being the poor sap in World War II who discovered your deep underground fort ain't worth a thing now. So France has a main fort in Verdun called Dumont. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong because I'm an American. They have a a fort there that they've basically abandoned. They left like 58 old guys in it. And the Germans, after this artillery barrage, storm into it and take it. Once they're done with that one, though, there's another fort they want. And there there are other forts throughout this process that I'm I'm skipping over. I mean, this battle is so incredible. There's another fort, though, where they decide, we're going to leave men in it. Let's try to make the Germans earn this one. And all this time, artillery is shattering both sides. How bad was it? Well, I'm gonna tell you something really ugly. This may not be for kids' ears. Hang on a sec.
2: Jesse Kelly. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers.
1: Time to discuss something difficult because it's brutal and my own personal fear. Big time. Remember, we got John Phillips coming up. Third hour. And I'm going to ask him, why do you choose to live in California? I I want to know. I want him to lay it out. And he'll answer. He'll answer. Verdun has a couple different things going on. The artillery, obviously, I've described that to you. But what else happens when artillery hits the ground? You know about the noise and the shrapnel and the death and everything else. But there are a couple things we didn't describe. And I forgive me, but this is going to be a little gory. It is important, though, for you to understand why I consider this to be the worst place in the history of the world. And the men who were there also considered it that. We all know we're going to die one day. You are, I am Jewish producer Chris is, every everyone everyone is. Is these bodies we have, they are temporary. How we're going to leave this earth is something we all think about from time to die. Am I going to drift off peacefully at 150? Am I going to die in a car wreck on the way home? Cancer going to get me? You know, you know, you've You've undoubtedly been introduced to death at some point in time in your life in one way or the other. Artillery because they estimate 80% of the people who died at Verdun died from artillery. Yes, if if it if it lands right on you, you're not going to feel a thing. So that's a benefit. All right, that's good. But we human beings, myself aside, are not soulless monsters we are emotional beings we have emotions we have we have a psyche that has to be cared for something artillery does is it destroys the physical body in a way that just bullets or even swords and spears do not that can destroy the morale of the troops when you are immersed in it because your buddy is now a boot. He's a finger. He's the the injuries are so bad. How bad are they? I'll put it to you this way: there are places I know of at least one in Verdun. To this day, they call it to honor those guys the Cemetery of France, and it's just a pile of bones. Not one person's bones, just whatever they could find bones, and they would find them everywhere. They would take it, didn't know whose it was, and place it in this place. If you're still alive, you're surrounded by body parts. It affects you in a deep, deep way to be surrounded by that. The the soldiers would often complain about it. At one point in time, the German army had to forward to the front lines a double supply of tobacco to their men at Verdun because the smell of human bodies was so overwhelming the troops couldn't take it anymore. I'm sorry, I know this is dark, but that's Verdun. It's the worst place in the history of the world. And I didn't even talk about what else happens when an artillery shell hits, and we haven't even gotten to my worst fear yet. What else happens when an artillery shell hits is it creates a crater. Did I mention it was pouring rain? The craters now are full of water. But they're not only full of water. You see, the troops, you have to answer nature's call. Even during an artillery barrage, they're all, you always have an upset stomach for one reason or another. The troops have to answer nature's call, and they do so in these craters. There is more than one account of somebody falling in, either walking around at night or answering nature's call, falling in one of these craters full of water and human waste and drowning in it. If that isn't bad enough, remember the forts? I said there were like 80 of them around here. Germany obviously took that famous fort, the one France really wanted and would fight hard to get back DuMont. But Germany was busy taking other forts and the French were fighting for those. And this is where we get to the sum of my worst fear. You see so many people during the Battle of Verdun, because of the artillery, because of the under underground fort fighting, so many people were buried alive. That's just too far for me. I'm sure nobody, look, I, I understand that that's not a unique fear. I don't think there's anyone out there listening right now saying, oh, that wouldn't be that bad. But I don't I don't like things closing in around me. I'm not extremely claustrophobic at all. I, I can control it. Like I said, I've had I've been forced to control it several times. I don't mind things on my face. like A lot of people who are claustrophobic can't do scuba diving. I love scuba diving. It's one of my favorite things in the world. So it's not that kind of claustrophobic, but buried alive, I can't imagine it. And the fighting that goes on. I could do an entire show of just the fighting that goes on in these underground forts is so up close and personal. I've seen one. I, I Now, I wasn't there, but I've seen one. I've seen a video of one of these underground forts, and they're taking a tour. It still exists to this day, and I'm going on one of those tours. I promise you that. They're in a hall where the dude who's doing the tour his tour his shoulders are touching the walls. He's walking downstairs, there is no light. And I can't stress this enough. There's no light whatsoever, not up, not down, and any light they did have in the forts had been blown out under the assault. They're in these halls up and downstairs, concrete sometimes caving in, burying them alive. Other times, they're just throwing grenades in the dark back and forth at each other or pulling out flamethrowers and burning people to death in the halls. This is a real battle that took place. And let me just reemphasize this again. They say there is an argument to be made that World War I in general, but Verdun specifically completely shattered the psyche of an entire nation. You see, the battle was so horrific that eventually a general named Pétain took over on the French side. And one of the first things he did was start rotating troops out because guys were simply breaking mentally. 75% of the French army cycled through Verdun. At one point in time so he could get them in and get them out, which is nice because you give somebody a break, but it's bad because the entire nation then eventually finds out hell is a place on earth. The trees, this was a lush area. There were huge sections of Verdun that looked like the moon. The artillery had destroyed all of it. It was so bad for the Germans The Germans have a little village. You can go there to this day. They built behind the lines. They constructed a little village behind the lines that looked like a soldier's home, like where he would find his mom. They even put fake flowers in there, and they put a fake little bar back there so they could pretend to leave hell for a day or two before they came back to the lines. Entire armies dedicated to pulling their men out for enough time so they don't lose their minds. That's Verdun. That's the best way I can describe it. Hell. The German plan works and works really, really well for a long time. They're taking forts and taking forts and taking forts. They are advancing rapidly. And France needs help. Are they going to get it? Well, I'll tell you about the most dangerous label out there, and I'll tell you if they get it. Hang on a sec.
2: to the Jesse Kelly Show.
0: One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. Or you, your best man, your worst man. You Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Pre-Diabetes Awareness Partners. Fear it, germs. Why, these... What do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So... So listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs, what are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid? <laughs> I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're weak and you got a weak immune system. <laughs>
1: Michael Malice coming up. I want to know what Michael Malice thinks about armed protesters on the right surrounding Michigan's secretary of state's home. Stop the steal. They're chanting. We are entering into a whole new era now, Jack, whether you like it or not, but let's wrap up for done here quickly. And I need to tell you again, I have before. I'm always going to remind you of this. I only take the first hour or so. I realize it varies from time to time. I only take the first hour or so and tell you about a history story I love. But so many of these, some I can really, I can give you basically everything you really want to know about it. But many, like Verdun, It's such an incredible conflict, and this thing lasted 300 days. I just gave it, what, 30 minutes? There's so much here and so many individual stories and battles and horrible things to unpack and strategies. And If it fascinates you, like so many of the things I talk about, go read, watch a documentary on it, listen to a podcast on it, Read something with your kids. Watch something with your kids on it. This stuff is fascinating and cool. And if you're trying to get your kids to watch documentaries, I can't speak for women, but I have boys, and they hate watching documentaries, obviously, because they're sane human beings, unlike me. If I'm ever going to get them to watch one. It doesn't hurt when it's something like Verdun and there are explosions and shooting and war and at least get them interested in that way. But France needs help. Now, France and Britain combined, they had been planning on a huge offensive. They had been planning on another big battle at the Somme. They were planning on it for later. France is about to break. Germany, by now, they're only a few miles away from the Verdun Cathedral. Germany's plan to take Verdun is almost complete. They are winning. They have almost won it. And the French commander, Joffre, he goes to the British and he essentially threatens them with the reality of it. He says... We have fought Verdun by ourselves. We are almost out of this war. If you don't do something to get these Germans off our back in Verdun right now, we are going to lose this war. We are getting out. The British have no choice. That's the only excuse you can make for the British and that crap they pulled on their own men at the Somme. That's another story for another day. But the British have no choice but to launch a huge offensive at a separate part. of It's one of the most famous battles in history, the Battle of the Somme. They launched the Battle of the Somme because of Verdun to get the Germans off the French backs, and it worked. Germany with the end in sight right there. They could taste it, all that carnage. Remember, we're talking about 700,000 casualties, both sides combined, That's way more than we had in World War II as a nation. One battle took that away. Germany, they are at the end. They can taste the end, and they have to start pulling men away. Austria-Hungary is getting kicked around by Russia. Germany has to start pulling men down to help out Austria-Hungary again, and they have to start pulling men and sending them over to the Somme to stop the British assault there and French assault there, which they eventually they did stop that assault, I should point out. Germany won at the Somme, but France now seizes this opportunity because it's not like Germany just gave up, but France and their general, Patton start pouring supplies into Verdun to take it back. They try to take back that Fort Dumont several times. Eventually, they do in the end. One fort... Had a different flag raised over it 13 times. That's the kind of battle this was. Take it. Then he takes it. And remember the fort fighting I talked about. I I don't have the time to do this battle justice. Maybe we do need to start doing a separate podcast for like a special for the listeners or something, Chris. But all these fort fights that I gloss over, you know, it's, it's two words for me. It's a fort fight. It's that underground flamethrower grenade fighting in the dark buried alive fighting I was talking about. It's poison gas. The gas was heavier than the air and they drop it up top and let the gas pour down into the fort and choke people to death in the dark. Now, it's time for you and I to ask ourselves a very difficult question about where we are right now as a political ideology. Hang on.
2: Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop.
1: don't have a choice but to fight on over a doomed conflict. What if the only choice is fight because the option of not fighting is worse than fighting and we're still doomed in the end? I'm talking specifically about the election right now. And all the stuff going on. And what if we're screwing ourselves by fighting it? But we have to fight it. I feel like we've gotten to that place with this election fight where we are actively hurting our chances in the Senate. But we have no choice but to fight on for the presidency. And we are really in a bit of a doomed struggle right now. Hang on. That's 888-84Jesse, or go to com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. burden and bringing stability the foundation helps gold star and fallen first responder families as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans join tunnel to towers on its mission to do good 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us
2: 18 plus.